When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Movie Podcast. My name is Shabazz and joining alongside me here, just a man, a man full of love himself. They call him the Bob Marley of Portugal. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, how are you doing today? I just want to assure everybody listening to this right now, they do not call me the Bob Marley of Portugal. <laughs> they don't. They, don't. <laughs> they do not call me the Bob Marley of Portugal, but I will say... They call you the Ziggy Marley of Portugal. <laughs> no, they don't. They do not do any of those things, but they do say, and I say, let's just spread the message of love, man. Peace and love. That's that's all I'm really about. That's all you're about. You're all about love. I'm all about love, man. And what, like I always say, no woman, no cry. Shabazz, <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, man? Oh man, I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm having a great time. We we're, are. We're joking around. We're we're having the laughs. We're having a great. Listen, this is a, such a fun week on the movie podcast because there are some major films in theaters. There are some incredible shows coming out. Yeah. And the Super Bowl just happened. And I love this time of year because like we're starting to get a little creep into like summer the festival? summer like what well, was a very warm day today yeah i think it was like 30 degrees here in canada oh wow like celsius oh so it was no it was it was like 15 though that's still pretty good though. it's really warm it, it set a record it set a so record so it's like we're like i'm starting to feel the summer vibes and with the movie we're going to be talking about today 100 percent getting the warm weather vibes the from warm weather vibes vibes my god <laughs> my, my w's and v's are getting mixed up you don't worry about Big that surprise for a brown man uh but here, man, here we are like we're talking about we're talking about this really really awesome interview that we have but let's talk about something else a little bit just just really briefly oh sure yeah i want to talk about the movie podcast really quickly okay if it's the first time listening to us welcome hello i i i implore you to listen to the rest of our episodes because there is so much amazing content out there that we've we've come out with and we can't wait for you to join us by joining our discord because we have a discord channel down there you can talk about movies talk about life whatever you want in there you can follow us on social you can follow us on letterbox instagram twitter or x whatever you want to call it still and you can follow us on there and you can see all that we're up to because we have amazing contests that happen on our show. We had a contest for the Bob Marley One Love movie. Daniel, what did we give away? We gave away tickets to the film. Wow. To multiple winners in Toronto, oh in, in Montreal, in Calgary, in Vancouver, all over Canada. All over Canada. And we also had an incredible prize pack courtesy of our friends at Paramount Pictures to give out to a lucky winner. That was awesome. Like, it's one of those things I'm like, man, I wish I could enter this myself. I know. How can I win this? The bag was so cool. And the bag, the coffee, the shirt. I'm like, man, there's there's a lot of cool stuff here. A lot of cool stuff. I want to win it. I do want to win it. Well, as we well. can't. No, we want to give we it can't. to you, th those who support us out there. Um, yeah, there. I mean, I love doing the giveaways, and it just really helps, you know, bring a a community to us here Absolutely. on the movie podcast, which is great. Absolutely, it's also the month of love. It is the month of love, brother. And there's. <laughs> There's the, I don't know why that made me laugh. You laughed. I called you my brother, and you're, and you're I, like, I like <laughs> you said love. You're no, so funny. You're you're right. It, it is it is time for brotherly love, but it's also time for love in general. And you know, 
Bob Marley One Love is a movie about love. It's all about love. The message of love. Spreading the, the, the good word of Bob Marley. Yeah. So we had a really, really awesome conversation with some of the people behind this film, including director Ronaldo Marcus Green and producer Ziggy Marley, who, if you're unfamiliar with, is also the son of Bob Marley. Not just the son of Bob Marley. Oh, okay. If that wasn't enough. If that wasn't enough. He's also... The singer of the Arthur theme song. I, you know what, Daniel? If I had thirty seconds more with that man, yes, that is what I wanted to bring up because we talked about Spider Verse. Spider Verse, yeah. Spoil who he is in that movie if you don't know already. Well, he could be the only person with a Jamaican accent in the movie. Oh, Miles! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miles have a good Jamaican accent, but. You know, we talked about that, and then like they were giving me the rap, and I'm like, oh man, but I really want him to sing the art theme song. I didn't want to ask him though. No, no, I put him on the spot. Yeah, what if he just busted out? That'd be awesome. I think I feel like he would have because I think there's there's a a, a worldwide recognition with Arthur. Uh, but even going to every day when you're walking down the street, that's all you get before we get sued. No, we're, we can't we can't sing the rest of that. No. Um, but going back, to, going to Ronaldo, the director of this film, you know, King Richard, massive yeah, film, huge when that came out. Uh, Monsters and Men, it, it, like, and it, it's it, it's amazing to see what uh, films that we're getting now, and and I, especially someone like Bob Marley, who we've never had a biopic of before, no. which is wild to think about. But you look, especially here in Toronto, you look at the influence of Jamaican culture and our language here and how embedded it is and there's things that we say that we're like oh my gosh like, yeah like that that comes from jamaica that comes from patois that comes from that dialect that yeah. we just associate with like toronto mans or oh, drake yeah. or just how we talk and i know how we spoke in high school and what what's part of our vernacular now but yeah. it's like it's it's incredible to see like wow like this all stems from this place oh yeah and it's really cool to see how um Canada and just Toronto is just such a, a melting pot of culture. Yeah. And we, you know, pick and choose what makes the culture here. Absolutely. And, and I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, again, I want to give a huge shout out to our friends over at Paramount Pictures for inviting us for this interview, inviting us to watch this movie. Our review for this movie is also out. So if you want to jam along to us talking about this movie. Jamming! <laughs> You can. You can do that on any podcast feed on YouTube. You can see our lovely faces there as well. Subscribe to us. Uh, give us five stars if you can. Leave a comment. We love all of that. We also have a Patreon out as well. We sure so you do. Can go ahead and subscribe to that as well. Keep the mics and the lights on. That's that's what we always say. Can I tell you a quick, a quick fast story before we get to our interviews? A fast story? A fast story. Hurry up, though. <laughs> I was going to do a spoken word of the Arthur theme song. I won't. Uh, no, actually, so rewinding the clocks back, speaking because I mentioned high school. In grade 12, I was doing co op and I was teaching music to kids. And music. Well, that's when they called you Daniel Marley. Daniel. <laughs> that's I was the Bob Marley of <laughs> Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. No, so I, uh, I was teaching music to kids and I went, you know, grade by grade. And the grade two class at the time um, was, you know, they were really starting to like pick up more on music and different artists. Mm -hmm. And these kids loved Bob Marley. Oh, yeah. And the teacher of the class 
absolutely he played bob marley every single day for these kids so what they decided to do for class assembly with my help um is i would i played the guitar mm -hmm. and they all sang jammin by bob marley oh man um and they all had different percussion instruments because it's like there's like different levels and and percussion to the song it's it's a very just earworm of a song it is yeah um that's one of my fondest memories thinking back like to my years in high school and doing co-op and like yeah being i want to be a music teacher and right uh bob marley being part of that so again it's one of those surreal moments where we're like wow we got to create a show that we're now talking to ziggy marley mm -hmm. who's been part of so many things that we love yeah we're talking to ronaldo marcus green who's directed some incredible films and is going to continue to create incredible films and what's really cool about our interview with ronaldo is that we were just chilling in a hotel room me uh like uh, like us in the hotel room talking with him like it, it was such a chill vibe it wasn't like a really a junket setup like you you got with ziggy and we don't get those opportunities as much sometimes no. because a lot of the times these junkets are very set up um but it was just cool to talk to him and you'll notice my voice in this interview and i, and I know it's a weird thing to call out but you'll notice my voice in this interview isn't very like like this talking right it's so chill it feels like like we know this man yeah. like it's just like you're talking like almost like as a friend and it was such a chill environment so if you think man daniel's really chilled out right now <laughs> well you you were just chilling i was chilled out with him yeah, we, no, yeah. we, we were we had a we had a great conversation a Bob Marley movie. <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, and even your conversation with ziggy like it's just it's 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 one of those moments again that you you never take for granted the opportunities that we get in yeah. this in this industry no i absolutely agree with you and you know, it's funny you talk about you know bob marley songs in as a younger child you're right in elementary school I, you just took me back that's all we listened to it right. was it, it brought all the kids together but without further ado let's kick it over to our interview with ronaldo marcus green and ziggy marley but yeah i had a good meal last night when i got in and uh yeah i love it here it's a great city that's good you've been before yeah, i came here i want to say 2018 with monsters and men my first movie drake um drake was a an ep on it so yeah i had to come to toronto represent oh of course yeah no it's a great film yeah and, and you look at the talent that's in that film now and seeing what they're doing now too yeah. you know that was such a big springboard for them as well absolutely right? i mean yeah calvin harrison jr anthony ramos uh john david washington shante adams um carabono um yeah just an amazing cast i love, love them <laughs> ronaldo I'm, I'm just so grateful for you sharing your time with us on the movie podcast today uh we had the pleasure of watching your film yesterday and i mean you you think of legends in music and you think of the iconography of someone like bob marley i think is a figure that no matter what generation you're coming from you know who he is what he looks like which isn't something a lot of artists have right what's your level of intimidation coming into a project like this yeah, I mean, look, you you have to be a little um, agnostic to anything you know because fear will just, uh, yeah, paralyze you. And um, I certainly had apprehension, and uh, but you know, I hopefully, didn't allow, didn't stop me from you know pursuing something that I thought was important. And once i heard that the family was involved which was important for me having come off of king richard and having had that support i thought well maybe we have the rights to the music which is feels like critical when making a movie about bob and if i were going to a bob movie i wanted to hear his voice and so once i knew that those two things were possible then i thought well 
okay, just maybe, just even then, maybe, even then, maybe, I mean, I have to find Bob. And, and if you find Bob, then maybe we got a shot. Um, and that was really the process for me. It was like, all right, I had a few fail safes. It was like, well, we either have the rights or we don't have the rights. Oh, we do have the rights. That's huge, huge. You're making a movie with Bob Marley. You have the music rights. And now, okay, I either can make it because I find the right actor or I can't. And I know, you know, I feel like I've, like you said, I've, I've worked with some really talented uh, actors before. And, and I thought if I find the right person, I'd be able to, you know, nurture a relationship that could hopefully bring to get, you know, bring to light a, a great performance. And, and fortunately for us, we found Kings of Benedict. Kingsley is somebody I definitely want to talk to you more about. We you know we were we were really lucky to talk with him last year, and I think just hearing his excitement for this role, and seeing, you know, last year he was busy with the with with Marvel and Barbie, and you know then he has a project like this coming up. But so I, I definitely want to talk about him, but I definitely want to talk about you know the Marley family. Mm -hmm. You know, you're no stranger, like you said, to working with legendary families. <laughs> uh, so obviously having the musical rights and just having that well of access to the stories that they're telling um what was it like working with them and really finding the story that you want to tell because it's not a traditional biopic there's you're really coming at this in, in a, 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 a crucial time in jamaica's history um so what was it like working with them and finding the story to tell in one love yeah look it was great there's a lot there's a lot of marley's and and you know i had I had the privilege of working with Ziggy pretty closely. He's the one that I spent the most time with. Um, I was very fortunate to meet Rita and meet Sadella and uh, spend time with Steven and spend time with Rohan. But but Ziggy was was there pretty much um, the whole time. And and so our yeah, it felt like a big brother in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. He's, he's a, he loves movies. He loves films he loves action movies actually so it's kind of funny talking to him about movie making but he just loved the process of watching how movies are made so it was great i think our skill sets were different he's a musician and i'm a filmmaker and so to have just that balance um you know he speaks patois and i don't you know it was just like having a fullback in football i don't know what the and maybe in hockey there's some other you know i don't know what it is there in toronto but you know th there's definitely like you have that you have a wingman you have somebody that's 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 helpful in in ways that that you speaks a language that you don't right you guys are still speaking movie and so the way i've been blessed in my, in my short career to work with families is communication it's all about speaking about the movie we want to make right it's not because then it takes it out of the personal thing it's about the movie what what movie do we want to tell and i think that was part of my job was to help shape that right what what period of time are we going to capture bob's life what are the scenes that we're going to capture uh what's the visual representation of that what are we, okay we have flashbacks and we also have visions and what's that going to look and feel like um you know kingsley's the a story but there's also a b story and what you know what are those pieces and how do we you know i can't de-age kingsley i mean the studio wanted me to but i was like i'm not going to de-age kingsley i'm you know i have to find a, a teenager in kwan and i have to find you know i have to find three bobs for our movie you know and and kingsley has to carry that and so it was really trying to figure out what story and and for us obviously you know we focus a lot of our story on on 76 to 78 and the core relationship is his relationship with rita and yeah. that became revelatory for us and and finding more about Rita and, and her contributions to Bob's life. And I thought that that was the most interesting angle into this particular timeline and two hour movie that we were going to tell, because, um, I think, you know, sh I think Rita Marley giving, 
uh, introducing Bob to Rastafarianism is probably the single most important thing for us understanding his music today. Um, we see Bob, it's a cool hairstyle, but no, it's a lifestyle. Like he changed his life. He had direction, he had a purpose. And if Rita was the one that introduced him to that, like that felt like something the world should know. Right. Um, and, and then it, it, everything else, you know, everything else, uh, obviously the music, the music creation and, and all of those other scenes were, were so much fun. It's what we knew about Bob and we want to see how that was made. But the core relationship is really the spine for the film. Lashana Lynch is just, she's a force in this film, right? She's just, she's another one that has, uh, has such presence whenever she's on screen that you you just look at her and you look at her performances reading, like, you know that she's important. Yeah. You, you know that she's important to Bob's story, you know, and, and just before we, we get to the performances, one last thing with the Marleys, I'm curious when you're working on the other side of that, as someone who, uh, you are a director and you are telling a story, were there any roadblocks whenever maybe you wanted to go a certain direction that the Marleys may were like, you know, let's focus more here? Or was there any like roadblocks for you that way? Or were you guys more aligned with the story you wanted to tell? I wouldn't, I, I would call them more speed bumps than yeah. roadblocks. You know, they're, they're just, and I, and, and I think we all have them in our families. Like if I was depicting my dad, he'd be like, don't put me in that shirt. Or like, <laughs> come on, like make me look thin or whatever, like yeah, whatever yeah. those little things are. And like, I totally get it. Yeah. Like it makes sense. That's your dad. Like it's your dad. And, and, so I think just being sensitive to that, I think as a as a human being, forget just as someone that's like, oh, I I told ye yellow versus green, cool. Yeah. Like if that makes you feel better, like let's do that. You know, there were there were those kind of things because I think they were important to him. But obviously, the more specific we got about Bob, the the better the performance became. The more less out of the generic sort of realm, and having the Marleys there to help to help guide that process was huge for me. And language was the biggest, like the biggest support because I'm not a, pa a native Patois speaker. So if I, you know, if I tell Kingsley to, you know, okay, like let's, let's, let's uh, say this, you can't just say that. Like we have to translate that not, and not just, it's not a one-to-one -one translation. He can't, because he's not native Patois speaker. Right. So that, translation process was okay this has to be cha changed into dialect and then it has to be changed into bob speak which is its own language on top of the patois and then it has to be translated phonetically for kingsley to read it but then he has to understand what he's reading so just right. like that like those that level of like translation i had never had to deal with yeah and, and you know so that makes improvising a little trickier <laughs> you yeah know, like i would say a so. lot of my style is very let it breathe allow things to happen and so that became you know probably the biggest challenge for me um i'm sure for all of us was was language there were some language barriers for sure and and it and it, it made the process at times a bit cumbersome a bit challenging but um but it was worth it was worth it because i think he pulls off the accent, he pulls it off, and it's a really, really hard one to pull off or get fake, you know, without it sounding like Cool Runnings, which I love that movie, and, you know, I love that movie, but we couldn't do that with Bob. Bob doesn't sound like that. It's not, yeah, man, you know, it's it's like, it's real. It's yeah. real it's patchwork. Authentic. It's authentic. Yeah. And, um, you know, I needed the family there for that process. Let's talk about Kingsley because he is incredible in this he has such uh, an energy to him that you would want and it, it's something that when we were watching the film you feel like 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 we know who bob marley is and you're watching it like you feel like you are watching bob marley in this film like i don't see kingsley in this yeah. 
what were what were those initial i guess camera tests like seeing him like the like i mean especially for the family they must be like oh my gosh like this is like this is you know our the central figure of our family yeah it was right? a, it was a lot of don't worry <laughs> don't worry and 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 i think look i think you know kingsley was was in my opinion by far the best actor for the role um he from his initial audition tape delivered something that was yeah just moons above everything else around it and and we're talking good actors just not right they didn't even have the right look or you you needed enough attributes to create bob you have to be similar enough to create something and i think the differences that they had were made up in the filmmaking process. King, Kingsley 6-2, to the world, Bob Marley's a giant. He's massive, even though he's not that tall of a man. He's huge. And so I think there's something that actually plays into the fact that Kingsley's quite tall. There's something big about him that feels like he's not, he's tough, he's strong, he's strong-willed. He had that presence. He had that the it factor, man. It's like he's a movie star. I saw that. Now he's got short hair, short graying hair. No, no, you know, he's still young, but he's he's got some grays. He's got some grays. He looks great, but he's um he's quite attractive. He's an attractive guy. He just holds your attention, man. He holds your attention. But what's most um, interesting to me was just how intelligent he was. You knew that he even the way he he filmed himself in the audition tape. I was like, okay, this kid gets it. He, three quarter low angle low profile you know most people there's three different sizes and they're running around and his was very confident and um i knew from there i had the building blocks to uh to that there was hope there was hope from that tape he's he's incredible as like we were talking about with shauna lynch um i want to talk to you about the exodus uh you know the sequence when we when we introduced the album of exodus some of the most iconic songs coming from that album and really like when when we get to that moment in the film like it's almost like you're just like okay like here we go yeah. like you know what we're building towards right um i i just gotta know what what was it like shooting those like jam sessions because mm -hmm. those must have just been such fun days on set and do you have a favorites you know moment that you got to be part of while making this film yeah i mean Fortunately for us, and I knew this going in, was I, I actually needed real musicians other than Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody else, like, you know, Naomi Cowan and Anna, the I3s, they're all musicians. Lashana sings. She's a musician. Um, you know, and so Family Man Barrett played by Aston, his son, musician, Junior Marvin, musician. And so we had real jam sessions. They, they're not fake. Uh, and then we can put our actor who's acting into a real situation. That's part of the movie magic. When people ask about performance, it's like, it's not one thing. There's a million tricks. All right, he's not giving it to me this way. I got to go get it this way. It, there's just, there's a million tricks. It's about support. Even if you have Michael Jordan, which is really true of him in this movie, Michael can't score 100 points by himself. He needs Scottie Pippen. He needs Dennis Rodman. And it's creating that team environment, that team sport for him to be able to succeed. And sometimes that's with a prop. Put the basketball on the scene and see what happens. Put the guitar there. Let's see if he picks it up. There's so many different ways to essentially trick your actors <laughs> into performance. Um, and then obviously through conversation, through story, through storytelling, you know, 
we're shooting at a sequence so many of the time, so much of the time. And it's about reminding them where they are, where they are in place and time. Oh, we're coming out of a flashback. I need you to look here. It, because sometimes that can feel artificial. Well, why do you want me to stare at this magazine? I don't understand. You know, it's like, yeah. well, it's because, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's getting them to understand the movie that we're telling, the movie, because the performance is only as good as the movie that you're making. And I think that's part of the job of, of directing is, is, is creating an environment for those scenes to feel real, to feel lived in. I want it to feel like a fly on the wall when I watch, what is it, The Beatles' Hard Day, you know, whatever that doc is, or, you know, what's that movie with the Beach Boys? I felt like I was a fly in the wall. I yeah. was in those spaces. And I just wanted to feel like that when we were in those jam sessions. I love that. Now, really quickly, last question. Younger generation is going to go in watching this film. What are you hoping they take away from it? It'll be everything for everybody. You know, look, the music is amazing. Um, I didn't write that. I wish I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it was the backbone to our, our, our film. Uh, I hope they take away the unity, man. The unity coming together as a people, looking out for each other. Um, we're all brothers and sisters, man. We, we have to look out for another. We've got to look out for the planet as, as woo-woo as that may sound. It's like, man, it's important. It's important to care about what you're doing. It's important to care about the person next to you. And Bob sang for all of us. So yeah, hopefully people feel that, feel inspired. And and if everybody does their part, we'll we'll certain the world will certainly be a better place. Definitely. The message carries on. Ronaldo, thank you so much for your thank time. You, man. So all right. so grateful. Appreciate thank you. It. All right. Thank you, Ziggy, so much for joining us today on the movie podcast. Yes. Congratulations on the film, by the way. It must make you so proud to have your father and your family's legacy displayed so beautifully. Yeah, and even more important to us is the message. Um that is if that's what I'm really proud of, that the message is in this movie for, for the world. And that my father, that is representative of my father, that it's not about him, it's not about his ego, it's not about the details of my area, but the message in it, you know? And his life is a message, you know? I love that. And that's what you want the young generation to really take away from it. Yeah, man, the young generation. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And I got to ask, first of all, you know, what was it about Kingsley that you were like, this is this is the right person to play this role. Yeah, we look everywhere, you know, because obviously we had to look everywhere. Um, with Kingsley, with Kingsley, what we find is that him engaged us, kept our attention. We weren't distracted, felt his emotion, and yeah, it's, it's a deep thing. Um, Kingsley did really a good job in um, letting us feel. Baba Baba a song called "Hurting Inside." I'm hurting inside. Kings of Mexico see that because Bob did have pain. This was a very um, tumultuous time for him. This period of time we explore a life-changing time. And he did have pain, he did have sorrow, and did have questions. And Kingsley tap into that perfectly. We never want to show the perfect Bob Marley, the idol Bob Marley, what everybody say. We want to show that imperfect person that had doubts, that had questions, you know? Absolutely. And so what was the most important part about his performance that you really wanted to show on the screen? Like, what was the aspect of Bob's life that you were like, this needs to be shown? Well, it was different. It was all the aspects. It was his strength, his weaknesses, his humor, which I like. I like that the most, like the humorous stuff in the movie that made me laugh. It really remind me a side of Bob what people don't really know. So we want to explore the different levels, him, jealousy, his anger, his rage, a different, all different things. Just like we, we have all different things inside of us, you know? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. And his performance is so unique because you, he really 
blends into that character. We had a chance to talk to him earlier, and he talked about how you know he really wants to pick roles that just challenge him and give him a different perspective. Yeah, this was challenging. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I mean, this is probably the hardest acting role in history because this, I mean, Bob is such a unique and the dialect and is is a culture. It's a very he did it's a very difficult job, yeah. you know. And he did a, him, him do good in night, you know, so. We have to take grads after him for that, you know. I love that. Yeah. And you, you had an opportunity to recreate so many amazing moments from you know, Bob's life with him and the Whalers, just all these amazing songs you got to recreate. What was the best part of that, kind of witnessing it from your perspective now? The best part of it, well, for me, the whole thing really, because, all right, so I was there, you know, every day behind, behind the scenes and with Neville Garrick and, you know, sometimes Cedilla would come through, Steve come through, my brother would do the music um, supervision and stuff like that. But for me, it's just, I'm a movie fan. I love movies. And tell the truth, for me, for being like behind the scenes and see how a movie is made, are the most fabulous thing for me. You know what I say? It's like, I'm, a, I'm creative too, so to see creativity happening and to understand, oh, this is how they make movies. So now when I watch a movie, it, I kind of watch it with a different perspective now. Right. So it was a great learning experience for me. And that's, yeah, that's what it was, you know. That's amazing. Well, Ziggy, thank you so much again for joining us. Yeah. And we can't wait to see you also back, hopefully in Spider-Verse or something, because Lenny is such a <laughs> wicked character. We oh, loved I it. Love, I love the Spider-Verse. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, brother. That was a good movie.